Right, so this is episode 24, and um, this is actually um, a podcast that we did uh, straight after episode 15, actually. So this is going to be Rick part two, basically. And um, we did do this the following week after part one, um, but we decided to keep this one um, just so, you know, we're keeping it fresh and having someone different on the podcast every week at that point. Uh, so, yeah, so there are a couple of things in it that might be slightly confusing, Um in reference to the Embrace gig that was the week after episode 15, things like that. Um, and there might be a couple of other little things as well, but, you know, it's still a great conversation. We've always intended to put it out. Um, so it'll be good to put that out now. And obviously as well, it's uh, next, so it's episode 24, so it's 25 next. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So it's um, a little bit of a, a little bit of a milestone, I think. And what we thought we might do is basically, I mean, I know we've we've already had a little episode called um, Reflection, which was like a, you know, reviewing, but that turned into something else anyway. So with this 20, with the 25th episode next week, we're going to focus on talking about, you know, the 25 episodes, see what people's favorites have been and probably do, uh, well, we will be doing a poll as well. So people can interact with that. Let us know your thoughts, what you've enjoyed as well. And, you know, it'd be, it'd be, it's good as well because it sort of gives us a little bit of an indication of what people have liked and, you know, what we can try going forward, um, all those sorts of things. But, yeah, uh, we've got Pete, Pete Fletcher, as usual, who is sounding a little bit worse for wear, to be honest, Pete. Are you all right? <laughs> yeah, I've got my Barry White voice on right now. <laughs> <laughs> a little, little uh, summer cold going on. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I, I, uh, I have to admit something. When we had this conversation... Uh, you guys talked about The Rain, the song The Rain. You guys will hear it on the episode. I always, in my mind, thought that was Rain Dance. I never heard Rain until we did the edit of the episode. Oh, and then I listened to it. I was like, holy cow, this is a great song. So I actually discovered a new music song, which was pretty awesome. Yeah, that is really cool. Um, yeah, that, that, there are a couple of our tunes that have got similar names and people get them confused. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's cool that you've discovered that tune. It's, it's a really good bass. Well, it's a really good tune. Never mind, really good bass. I had another one that came out of my bedroom. Um, yeah, I love that tune. Uh, so yeah, let's um, crack on with episode 24 then and um, follow on the conversation with Rick. Thank you. Rick, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing good, yeah. Yeah, not much has changed since last week. Uh, so I have built a shed uh, with my dad, which I've not done since I was 21. So that was nice. quite uh, quite fun to sort of trip down memory lane with the old guy. Why did you only uh, build it? Oh, it's not finished. Crack on with it then, what are you doing? It's fucking massive. Four, <laughs> me- four metres by three metres. What are you putting in there, your ride-on? Your ride-on mower? Uh, I ain't got a ride-on. I've got to follow, push it and follow. It's powered for it. So, so that's going in there and my bike yeah nice and a load of nice. uh, a lot of lot of empty boxes because i like to keep boxes of stuff in case i sell it and i can oh, sell man. it for as much as i paid for it oh man. Old, oh. old school yorkshire oh god don't talk to me about that i bet you're all same as my dad like every bit of hi-fi because my dad's a hi-fi nut every bit of hi-fi he ever buys he's got every box do you know what i mean and it just yeah. you, end up, you end up drowning in them like you say hey, so what if i sell it you know it's worth more <laughs> Well, so, it is. It adds like you know twenty percent to the value. Well, so. Like you say, true Yorkshireman, true Yorkshireman. Because uh, <laughs> I started patron stuff, and uh, this is Kevin Snaith actually, one of my patrons. And I was messaging him, and I sent him a link to some stuff, and I said, "Look, mate, you know, um, please don't share the link out. Do you know what I mean? This is for patrons only. Let's keep it exclusive." And he just replied with, uh, "Mate, I'm from Yorkshire. I don't fucking share out." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, by the yeah. way, 
I have a bit of a mailbag item for you. So apparently, uh, when we were talking to Patrick from the Vines, he had mentioned, oh, there's a bridge in England that was uh, similar to the one in Sydney. And uh, <laughs> and you, your response uh, is getting a little criticism. <laughs> your response, oh, yeah. oh, right. Okay. Great. You were like, yeah, I think it's the Hull Bridge. and uh, <laughs> At the Humber Bridge, yeah, yeah. Humber. It was the only bridge. At the time, I was thinking, well, what, what, other, what big bridges have we got? And I was thinking, yeah. well, the Humber Bridge. So apparently... Is it a fourth bridge? It's the Tyne in uh, Newcastle. Uh, All right. right. Yeah. Yeah, that one looks just like that it. So somebody sent me a picture of the bridge that you were talking about. That looks nothing like the Sydney Bridge. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's the it was the world's largest suspension bridge at one point, wasn't it? Yeah. I, can, I mean, it, it's embarrassing, really. I can only plead ignorance, do you know what I mean, on that one. Uh, I just thought, big bridge, you know, Humber Bridge is massive. I wasn't thinking in any way about the aesthetic um, design of the bridge and, and the likeness. I just love um, the, I just love your fans, you know. They, they, they love your music, but they're quick to quick yeah, to jab man. you on the, uh, on no, the geography. No, that's fine. <laughs> that, that's absolutely fine. I mean, I don't go anywhere, do you know what I mean? I've been to Newcastle twice. I won't be able to pick bridge out of a lineup, do you know what I mean? It's terrible, really, but it's saying we hold, do you know what I mean? I've only been there a couple of times. But that's me just alienating loads of fans there. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's not just those cities. I don't go to any cities, do you know what I mean? I'm not I'm not sort of, a, you know, discriminating between cities. I don't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, no, thanks no. for that. Thanks for that, anyway, Pete. Thanks for uh, ribbing me about that. Really, really appreciate you were passing that message on. Thank you. I do my job. <laughs> so, uh, so Rick, man, uh, we did have a great conversation last week. I, I, and I definitely felt like it was. It came. It, it, it ended so fast, but we were talking for a while. Uh, and yeah. I had a list of questions for you because, uh, man, you you did a lot of work with the music on the B sides. There's a lot of B sides, and there's I don't I don't understand completely that era like what happened like there were three albums but then there's all these extra b-sides that the only way i'm able to find is on youtube uh because i can't buy i can't it seems i can't get a hold of this stuff so um i would love to not only talk about specifics of some of those songs but maybe even just maybe you can explain to me how that came about and what those sessions looked like from your perspective um well i guess it came about because we've got like like adam said before you know i've got the same manager same management team um so I'd sort of been producing um, very young bands, bands that, you know, weren't signed anyway, and bands that I'd found myself and I was had a lot of enthusiasm for. So, you know, I'd throw myself into the studio with them, do, do it all for free, like, you know, nine times out of ten. Passion projects, I did, yeah. I did, yeah, I did so much stuff, like, literally for no money, um, just for the love of doing it and, and learning. And I must have got to the point where Tony and or Tim recognised that I would be able to at least pull off some music B-sides in a session, and, and I was offered it, and, of course, I jumped straight at it. Uh, and me being me immediately thought to myself these aren't going to be b-sides these are going to be fucking album tracks this is the next album <laughs> making it because yeah. mm. I'm going to make it happen that's kind of how my head works when I'm faced with the challenge like that so the kind of difference between the music coming into the studio and, and most of the other bands I've worked with was kind of like a, they had sort of a relaxed cool kind of experienced seen it before done it before feel to them they felt like like Adam was saying last week they, they could chat shit for hours and have a laugh and be all banter and, and fun and then when it kind of got down to the to making the art there was kind of like i could see kind of like clouds developing a little bit between various parties and there was like something unsaid going on at all times it was always somebody not saying something or someone feeling awkward about something or someone dragging their feet in some way or not being as enthusiastic as they needed to be or being too jokey it just kind of felt a little bit like it felt like the end of a relationship a little bit 
where there's mm. too much water gone under the bridge and too many things have been said that shouldn't have been said and or haven't been said that should be mm. said. And um, so my job was to, to kind of like keep the enthusiasm mm. up. It felt like mm. a bit. Um, I would try and get Adam to get his guitar parts done quite early in the day because he had like this little sort of treasure chest um, where he kept his grinders and his herbs. <laughs> And uh, he'd kind of sit, <laughs> sit on the floor and, and, and get stuck into that. So I would kind of try and time it so that I could get him at his best sort of within the first few hours of the day. And then towards the end of the day, I'd spend a lot of time sort of carving out what he'd done, picking the best bits to create like a solid sort of part almost. Hmm. So the parts would sort of get written a lot of the time in the studio and we kind of put it together so that then at the end of it, you could then play it all the way through kind of thing. Hmm. Um which I don't think we ever did, but there was a lot of uh, experimenting with uh, sounds and different boxes and effects. And um, you've got like a, you had like a software guitar rig, I think it was on your laptop, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then a lot of the tracks would be kind of brought on a laptop and I'd import what had been done, which was pretty much the bare bones of the song. You know, it was the recognizable version of the songs, maybe a little bit uh, more demo I guess mm-hmm. you would say. Yeah. And I'd sort of like, you know, put the eyebrows on it and sort of titivate it up um but yeah there was def- definitely a kind of sort of like a i don't know it's it's difficult to describe it was like a, a shifty look <laughs> <laughs> in terms of so, the whole vibe yeah it's i remember rob once saying uh it's like banging it out of the speakers and he's like in the room he's like i don't want to do it in there can i do it in here i'm like yeah you can do whatever you want to do with your vocals and he picked up the mic and he was sort of in front of the speakers and you know i was horse to them so they were like full blast and he's just kind of like I'm not. I'm not feeling this, man. I'm just not. I'm. You know. I'm not feeling it. And it. It's kind of. Hmm. It was. It was. It was trying to pump it up. I felt like I was trying to pump it up hmm. all the time. Um. And I could sense there was a feeling in the band of like, is this what? Is this what we're supposed to be doing? Is this? You were kind of second guessing yourselves, mm-hmm. rather than going, "This is us. We're fucking amazing." And you know, when we do this, nobody does it better. It was kind of like, well, yeah. We. I mean, it's. You know, it's like we know dead. It's like, well, yeah, but you know, is that is that what is that what people want to? listen to nowadays it was kind of like um like you were lo- losing faith in yourselves um, yeah losing identity yeah and it was really sort of sad to see really mm. um, yeah, that's that's pretty I powerful i remember tony saying something like um you can make an album that you're not emotionally attached to or something to to you adam that you once told me about yeah well um and yeah and, and you kind of flipped your lid a bit saying i don't want to fucking write an album that i'm not emotionally attached to it's that's what it's all about you know yeah well, I think, I mean, to be fair to Tony, I think it, I mean, you're right. You're completely right in the sense that in effect, we'd, we'd lost a lot of rudder. Do you know what I mean? We'd lost, we'd lost like direction. Uh, we'd kind of ended up with the diluted identity um, for varying, varying different types of reasons, um, which you could explore, I suppose. But I think we'd all become sort of individually separated from the whole thing, which is a really strange concept to try and explain. And I suppose it kind of, it cements what you're saying about um, the whole vibe. Do you know what I mean? Kind of like, um, like a a disembodied vibe, but I suppose also that, I don't know, I suppose there's lots of facets to it, but I mean, going on that point, trying to stick on that point, um, it was more a case of, well, what can, what, you know, what can we do now? You know, we were trying all sorts of stuff, towards the end and i suppose it's difficult to chronologically pinpoint exactly when things were happening um but you know it was things like we were getting like a track done by armin van helden 
Do you know what I mean? And it was, I think it was at that point I was a bit like, well, I don't really... like a bit of a mismatch. Yeah, I didn't really understand at the time where it kind of fitted into what we were doing. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love a remix. You know what I mean? No wrong with a remix, but it almost felt like the the root of, I don't know, it just kind of felt like desperation to me that. And mm. I definitely, I distinctly remember having a conversation with Tony where Tony was quite, you know, sort of relatively impartial, you know, I'd, I'd imagine to, you know, to try and sort of keep me, you know, from maybe realising that, how much of a sinking ship it was. I don't know anyway, but Tony was sort of like, yeah, you know, we can still make a record and it, you know, not be exactly what you want it to be. Do you know what I mean? I suppose if you look at every album you've ever made, you can say things like that. Um, Yeah. I mean, it was difficult that session because again, I mean, we did lots of sessions, didn't we? And granted, they were always pitched as B-side sessions, which I suppose, I mean, in a lot of ways that it sends you in with a totally different mentality. Um, and I found that really relaxing, you know, you know, the idea that not so much that there wasn't as much riding on these tracks, yeah. but, you know, well, I suppose, I suppose, yeah, there's less pressure really. Takes when, the pressure when, up, yeah. Yeah, when, when, I suppose if they're being called B-sides, but I, like Rick, liked what we were doing sonically with Rick. Do you know what I mean? And there's lots of great stuff that came out of it, obviously, oh, yeah. stuff like No Danger and stuff like that. Um, but... To be fair to Rick, he was working with a very diluted version of us, um, a very diluted version of what what really initially represented the music. Um, and again, without sort of being able being able to chronologically set everything apart in my mind, um, it's difficult to know whether it were true with all the sessions. I'm not sure, Rick. What would you say? Do you know what I mean? Do you think that? I mean, there's no doubt we always had um, we always had a difficulty communicating about serious things and it was only ever when we effectively had a referee like tim or tony in the room that we would really talk about business but i mean you know was that our sort of creative but was that because we knew what would result if you know what i mean we knew how different everyone thought about different things you know as, as me and phil have discussed um and as phil discussed himself you know phil could be quite what well, you know sort of uh what's the word resistant do you know what i mean and very stubborn about certain things um and that'd be great if it was a, a you know a, a unanimous band sort of mentality but um and it was quite a lot of the time or you know or i'd be difficult about some or rob would be or Stu would be um but you know, perhaps it plays into the fact that we learned over the years that dealing with those sorts of issues, I don't know, it was difficult without someone like Tim and Tony. And st- or it could have been the fact that since we were little kids, we've only ever dealt with stuff like that when Tim and Tony were in the room. I, just, I mean, do, do you know what I mean? That's, yeah. You know, we started when we were 6, 15, 16, for God's sake. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And Tim and Tony, late 16, um, 17, whatever it was. But, you know, everything that, we did or talked about that were ever serious they were always there so you kind of get that, that dependency, dependency yeah, yeah dependency that sort of oh well we don't talk about this stuff unless they're here really um so let's not talk about it and let's talk about something else um i don't know but it, it, there's no doubt it became massively dysfunctional and of course the problem with that level of dysfunction as well is the um the complete ravaging of the creative output. Do you know what I mean? When when it becomes a battle to not get people to agree on tracks as such, but I don't know, like you say, Rick, to get people sort of excited and yeah, it seems to, it seems to be more like getting people actually like wanting to throw some energy at you. You know, um, yeah, 
I mean, what point was it when, when you actually sort of decided and it was final? When How far after the B-side sessions was that? You know? Well, again, I mean, again, without... Without you know, really, because me, me being the last guy to work with as a producer, I'm like, if I split this band up, is it really? so <laughs> way that, to go, I Rick. Overstep the mark. <laughs> well, <laughs> too far. Wah, wah. Thanks. I, I, I mean, so I, I, I distinctly sure. remember. I mean, we went into recording with you with you know a lot of ideas that were incomplete, blah blah blah, and I remember investing a lot and a lot of the ideas that were incomplete had come from my studio. Do you know what I mean? My bedroom, the third album, a lot of that had as well. Um, and it was kind of, I think we did those sessions with you. And as I say, I think it was, because I suppose it's difficult really when the band are sort of like, well, I don't know, is this where we're going? Is this what we're doing? Do you know what I mean? Because, you know, genuinely we were, because we didn't know ourselves. We didn't have a clue. We were desperate for someone to to lead us. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And give us give us a little bit of direction. Uh, God, there's so much to talk about with this because that extends to, you know, some really desperate meetings we had. Um, with producers in London. When I say desperate, I mean, I, I, I will have appeared desperate because I'll have been at my most sort of maniacal at that point. Was I even medicated then? Don't even know if I was. But I remember some meetings with a few people where I'm sure they'll have been sat there going, I, fucking hell, I don't want any part of this. I can see what's in that lad's eyes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which were like, fucking do, help me. Do you know what I mean? Help us. <laughs> yeah. Falling off a cliff, do something, man. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> fucking hell. That's the one. I, oh God! Um, but yeah. Um, so anyway, I kind of got to a point where I felt like I. It's hard to explain, really, but I felt like I'd done as much as I could at that point, and I remember the label and stuff weren't really into the direction, and I distinctly remember uh, effectively downing tools. So. I mean, after we did work with you, we worked with um, Ryan, actually, Ryan Hines, who's the lad who um, co-founded Iger Studios. And he's actually a real dab band sort of uh, producing and stuff and, you know, loves sounds. Um, and we did a couple of things with him as well. But I remember by that point, like, I mean, I was quite disassociated from things. I think we all had, I, I, I think over the last dying embers, so to speak, I think there were all, like different periods for each of us where we were separately trying to carry the baton, if you know what I mean. Like one of yeah. us would go, right, I'll run for a bit. I, oh God, I'm knackered. You have a go. Do you know what I mean? And then another one of us would kind of be driving things. And, but yeah, there was a, there was a big period. And I remember having a meeting with Tip, well, a meeting, um, because me, because me and Rob had been sort of off writing the songs ourselves on the third album, and that kind of extended a bit into the fourth album. Rick, as you mentioned, sort of me bringing my hard drive in and pulling a lot of them off there. I remember Tim sitting us down and going, "Look, you know, we need to we need to mix this up. We need to change the writing approach because you know whatever." But as I say, I just remember kind of being like, "Well, this is kind of where I want to go, really." Um, and if you're turning around and talking about Armin Van Elden and stuff like that, then. I don't, I don't really know what I've got to give you, really. Um, you know. Because I just didn't know where... Well, not, not just me. I didn't know where any of us fitted into that thing. And, you know, if did we ever release the Armin Van Elden version of Ghost Dance? I don't think we did. We've got it. But and if you listen to it, I remember listening to it and just being like, well, if this is a remix, fine. But if this is his interpretation of where a record might go or something like, what the hell, man? Because it just, like, you know, Ghost Dance, it's all about that chorus, in it? It's all about that massive chorus, the sort of soul and spirit in that chorus, and like with the layered harmonies that, would you know, that were all sort of done in there. And there's none of that, do you know what I mean? It's just like really, it was just really cold. I don't know, it was, a pain, it was a really painful process, really painful thinking back to it. And I just remember just sort of being a bit like, oh, I mean, what 
whatever. You know what I mean? I've, I can't run anymore. I'm lying down for a bit and I ended up lying down for 10 years. But. Yeah. It seems to me like, uh, what, you know, it's interesting to be in, to look at this retrospectively because I see you guys are getting along now and, and, and there's been a lot of healing and you guys are, I really feel like you guys are starting to become closer friends, closer to when you guys first started mixing. But it's interesting to look back on this time because it's so clear what was missing. I mean, what was missing was that you, you guys just really weren't on the same page. You weren't talking really well. You guys, there was there was awkwardness because there was lack of, and, and Rick, I think you said it beautifully. I think there was things that weren't said or things that were said, uh, mm-hmm. but that you guys really needed to hash that out, but you didn't. And and I think the the creative process that you guys had in the previous albums where you would stare at each other and, and vibe off each other to build this yeah. energy together cohesively, when that's not there, you know, that's almost like the secret sauce that wasn't in, in that. But yeah. I feel like we could dive that road for like an hour, but go ahead. Yeah, I remember in that sort of period, you know, Kasabian had sort of really taken off and they were, you know, they were absolutely massive. And um I remember we hadn't talked, we hadn't spoke for a while. I remember Rob sort of sending a text, sort of effectively saying, you know, Kasabian are a real unit, do you know what I mean? And they talk and stuff like that. And that's how they're able to, you know, I can't remember verbatim, but I remember, you know, he was clearly frustrated at that. Um, but, yeah. you know, I'm sure he'd, he'd ultimately admit that he was, um, you know, I'd had a role in that, as we all had roles in the sure. fact that we, we could not talk about anything that was too, um, heavy do you know what I mean it just all had to be like you know um, light hearted stuff really which is I guess where all the banter came from but so, uh, anyway Pete so what were you going to say I say I really feel bad for Rick and all that because here's a guy who knows the history of the albums knows you guys and is like we are going to make this amazing album and then to be blindsided by all this extra stuff that wasn't present in the other stuff it must have been pretty hard I mean don't get me wrong I'm looking at a catalog of stuff that you guys made that were still really good at that time uh, you know you guys were moving in a different direction I think was really good I'm, I have a list of the songs but Rick I'm curious like what did you first start working on what songs uh, who what order did it come in? Oh God, couldn't tell you that. I think Ghost Hands was last. Okay. Um, I think I'm Ghost Hands sure no, that... no Danger. I think they were sort of later on, weren't they? I heard you had. Oh, a I hand thought in... No Danger was quite near the front. What was it? I mean, I can't. I can't remember really. But and it's interesting what you say, Rick, about like me and whatever parsley intake or whatever, and try to get me at a good point. I mean, that really never played a role in terms of my ability or anything. What became draining was the atmosphere in the room. Do you know what I mean? And I think that was true for all of us. Um, yeah. Tension is thick. Yeah, it was like, and especially on tunes where you didn't really know what you were doing and it was a case of, right, you know, I'm going to sit in control room with everyone behind me and I'm going to come up with a part now. Do you know what I mean? I'm going to come up with a part. And that was always like, I don't know. That I, I always found that difficult. Like, um, well, not difficult because I could always improvise, but... I always got lost in, oh God, what's everyone think of this? And the, and the trouble is like, it, with us, it was always like silence behind us. Do you know what I mean? If, yeah. you know, you yeah, know that, I mean, that, that process was like, I thought that really worked because, you know, it'd be like, you'd just, you'd just do pass after pass after pass. Oh man, it's perfect and, 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 and I just, I just pick all the best bits and like, you, you I think you'd, initially you were sort of sat over my shoulder watching me do it and then it kind of got to the stage where like, oh yeah, it's just picking out best bits. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, and then yeah. you kind of get, you go and sit back down on the sort of sat on the floor more often than that, I think, didn't you? Yeah, sort of yeah. behind me to the left. 
Um, that no but, danger, like yeah, the beginning of it, and then all of a sudden there's like heavy guitar that goes into it. Yeah. Those were different riffs, so you layered those. Your or uh, that well, was I think no danger was pretty much it was fate accomplished when it when you brought it. Was, it, it was kind of just capturing a performance of that. There were a was, couple that were like that that was sort of done. Yeah, um, um, and I mean, others that needed a bit more work. But yeah, like um, like you say, no danger was completely nailed on. Uh, everyone knew every note of yeah. that. But, you it know, was really think, late at night when we did that. I think yeah. remember it was yeah, really yeah. dark. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. No, it's a, it's a it's a vibe. It takes that, but I think ghost stands we didn't really have a lot of, did we? From memory, no. I know we had that chorus, but you yeah, know, we sort could, of like how, how it starts. You kind of had like did it, did it, did it, did it, did it, did it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But did but we then, have that? Did you have that bass line, that really melodic bass line and stuff? That we, 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 we sort of did all the sort of new order stuff. I think. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. We sort of wrote that there. We sort of came up with that there, didn't we? I think. Yeah, because there's two versions as well, isn't there? There's like, um, is one of them twelve minutes or is it eight minutes? The really long one. Yeah. Either, yeah. either way, um, you know, the extended version is because I sort of went wild with that, and I was putting all kinds of little motifs and melodies um, in style. Yeah, I was, I, was, I was trying to reproduce Blue Monday, I think. All right. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> I got all that twangy guitar. Yeah. Down, down, yeah, yeah. Down, down. <clears throat> yeah. Loved all that. Um, yeah, that's a that's an amazing song for sure. I think well, one of my favourite ones was uh, "Symbol of Hope." I think I think that just yeah. I just when I heard that, it just I thought it was brilliant. I thought I was going to be getting the phone calls back from Tony and Tim saying it's amazing. And mm-hmm. and in 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 hindsight, I think what we did really stands up within your catalogue and within the legacy. But I yeah. think maybe the timing of it, you know, at the mm-hmm. time it wasn't what were exciting your management or your label. Um, yeah. So you know, I think that's that's where it kind of fell down. And I think that I think when when people are buzzing about stuff, it it it's got its own energy. It's like I've just been yeah. doing um, a gig tonight with my daughter. She did like an online little thing that she recorded, and in between, while she's practicing, she's fucking writing songs, you know, hmm. because yeah. she's she's twenty, she's loving it. Every time yeah. she sits down at a piano to practice, she's sort of like she comes up with something because she said she saw an interview with Phoebe Bridges where she said she writes most of her ideas when she probably shouldn't because it's like a mischief element to just getting a yeah. little bit of a vibe going in there. Yeah. But it's, it's having that readiness within yourself as an artist to accept an idea. Yeah. Whereas when you're, when you're too guarded and everyone around you is saying, oh, we, we don't think you're good enough anymore, you know, you, you don't let them in because you're, you're holding yourself too closely. You know? yeah. Exactly. And that's the freedom that I'm sort of working with now. Yeah, I heard Chris Martin uh, say once that he actually wrote Yellow when he was warming up for a show and he was on the piano practicing right before the yeah, show, yeah. making sure it was tuned. And all of a sudden he was playing on the piano. I was like, oh, wait a minute. I like that. And literally yeah, like, yeah. wrote it while he in a place where he wasn't supposed to be like, he's literally on stage warming up. And then he's like, oh, yeah. I'm going to write a song that's going to live forever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's one thing I'm absolutely, I've totally fallen in love with. You know, it was always one thing sort of writing, especially with, you know, the people in the band um, and coming to collective decisions on what's good. But like you say, Rick, you know, I, I've never really had the confidence to express myself in the way that I'm doing now, but you know, now that I have it, it's just ridiculous. And like you say, it's that simple thing of not being guarded. Do you know what I mean? And not second guessing literally every single creative decision you make. And that has paralyzed me for years as that. And I found that as soon as I've let that go, I, you know, like, like say about Ella, I can sit down at any point of the day, pick up any sort of musical instrument and I'll be off on an idea. Do you know what I mean? And it's, it's, it's such an unstoppable force is that, do you know what I mean? It's, and you can literally feel the, feel the momentum of an idea flowing through you and you've always got those points where those turn you know every idea i find 
has got a turning point. Do you know what I mean? Where there's stuff floating round and you're like, oh, hang on. Do you know what I mean? And so that's the first turning point. And then that floats around for a bit and then you, you get the next turning point and you've got like two or three turning points in an idea before you're like, oh God, this is really great. Um, and I really enjoy sort of, I literally film every bit of every idea and then filter out the bits that I want. And it's interesting going back and like literally hearing how an, an idea develops out, out of your own mouth and out of your own mind. Um, but it's, it is it is certainly all about how you view the stuff that you're making because that has such an impact on how others view it. Do you know what I mean? So it could have been that if we'd have all been like, yeah, this is the greatest thing and sending it to Tim and Tony, you know, they might have been like, right, well, we're behind it then. Do you know what I mean? But Yeah, yeah. It's like if you show any sign of weakness, then it's, you know, they, people can yeah, smell it, can't they? Yeah, exactly it's like blood exactly right um and it's such a it's such a minefield as anyone who does anything creative and i i, I walk it every day and I, I you know in my first you know, text to you rick recently so when we reconnected and i started sending you loads of ideas you know i made a point of saying look you know if any of my songs remind you of something don't say just just don't say because it'll sort of derail yeah. how I sort of feel about them and how I view them is really important to where they eventually go. And if someone's like, oh yeah, it's great. It sounds like this. Even if they're saying it as a positive thing, I'll be like, oh, and I'll find, I'll find a crack in it then. So, you know, I, I just yeah. think it's a real minefield as someone who's being creative in terms of who you let in when you let them in, to what extent you let them in. And it's difficult as well, isn't it? Because you always sort of, you have a presumption that everyone can see things the way you do. So, you know, you record some eight second thing on your phone and you can hear like a four minute amazing tune and you send it to people and they're like, oh, what is it? And you're like, what do you mean? What is it? And then you're like, oh, sorry, you haven't got like... Yeah, you, you don't know, hear like, everything <laughs> I hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's been interesting to be, uh, I've had the opportunity to, to watch Adam uh, like, just picking on the guitar over a zoom, like being just being creative. And then he'll, there's a song that he did this recently on that I know will eventually be a song. <laughs> it will be something because it's that good. And, but it was interesting to watch because I could sit there and see him going one direction and, and experimenting and be like, Oh yeah, this is kind of cool. But then all of a sudden he's like, he'll like hit a certain note and he'll go, Ooh. And then like all of a sudden he just barrels down a different direction. It's like, and then he makes this amazing thing. And so I actually recorded something that he did on that, that I think uh, I'm going to hold on to that one. Cause I think, that song will be something one day and it'll be like I'll be sharing it with uh, somebody one day saying oh yeah this is when he actually made that song <laughs> alright so you sort of there at the when it was like when it when it happened when yeah, it when they, uh, I saw him yeah. make the, I saw him going left and all of a sudden he said let me curve right yeah. here it was interesting well I find I just to be honest I find it um, I find it focusing like I, if I'm sat in here on my own messing with an idea like I can very quickly literally in half a second be on a totally different idea and then it's you know i i end up with too many things whereas if i get on a call and just pete just sits there he don't even say oh he just literally sits there for some reason subconsciously i find myself um being a lot more focused and direct about my ideas do you know what i mean in terms of where the song should go and yeah. i just i find it makes the i don't know it's weird it's like i guess it's like conversation isn't it if, if, if you're talking to someone you have to sort of like get your thoughts together and you have to get so you can communicate what it is you're thinking whereas if you're just sat on your own talking to yourself you'd be coming out with all sorts of shit and be no sort of continuity yeah. to it or anything would they so does that maybe it's a bit like that does that qualify me for uh you know percentage of the credits when this thing when these songs come out <laughs> <laughs> sounding <No>. bad <laughs> 
Hey Rick, so on the B sides, what about what about songs like uh, "Just Cause I'm Alone"? Because I listen to that song a million times. Like I can't I can't listen to it just once. I play it and I'm like, yeah, that was too short. It was so good. I want to hear it again. You know why you love that riff though, Pete? Why? You know why I love that song because of, because of my vocal hooks in that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh no, seriously, do you know what I mean? That's one of "Just Cause I'm Alone" is one of mine. I pretty much did that top to bottom myself. But that vocal hook is so great, man. Do you know what I mean? I still love that song. Absolutely love it. Yeah, it's a really good song. It's and the, the it's a good it's good writing too like it's a it's an interesting song you know like the 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 concept of what it's saying but the music is so freaking catchy so i'd love to hear a little bit background how that song came to be well i'm going to interrupt i'm going to interrupt you one more time and just say i remember sending i remember sending that to tim and tim being like yeah i don't know you've got that weird sound going on you know what i mean and I think he felt it weren't current and it's just funny now because if you listen to every song now that ever is anywhere they've all got like mad sounds and little weird vocal samples yeah yeah, yeah but sorry carry on sorry I, I don't really have any sort of solid memory of that or I couldn't vouch for what I brought to that or what it started off as um, I, I listened to it back uh, before the podcast last week and it's I think when I when I do production I try and twist things a little so that it's not just sort of you know literal minded it's kind of if you bring me a drum i'll make it sound like a drum you know plus it'll have something going on like a bit of distortion or or a slap or a bit of echo or and i think that's got like yeah i don't know i don't know if i don't know if that's what i've been brought or not i can't honestly say what we did i think maybe the acoustic is that was that was it an acoustic song when you brought it it was, I mean, I've still got it all now on my hard drive. It was kind of a really just relaxed beat as it was. And then, yeah, it drops in with acoustic, just a really ding, 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 ding. And then it's got that wow, 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 And I did yeah. that on a cog yeah. try and Yeah, so you mean you say I don't, I don't know. Like I said, I can't, I can't for what I brought to the table, if any. Um, but what I tended to do was drag everything into Pro Tools and just amp it up a bit, and then That's it. Yeah, add, yeah. add to it what was needed, you know, from from everyone's ideas and uh, titivate it maybe, add the yeah. trinkets. Yeah. Um, but it's a great song, that. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. It's a great, you know, stands up with any, you know, with the albums, I think. Well, well, that's it, and like the rain as well. That were another one, um, and that were another one where we were in a session with um, is it Tim Holmes from Death in Vegas. We did, a, we did a session with Tim Owens from Death in Vegas and we had a drum loop going and that was a drum loop actually and he had like a filter on it and stuff and I remember just thinking, oh, that sounds mega. Um, and I said to him, I said, chop that out and put it on an email and send it to me because I'm going to make a tune out of that. And uh, me and Rob turned it into the rain, you know what I mean? Which is, you know, that's one of like, I, I love that song, mate. I, you know, it's, I think it's a really great song. Um, but, you know, these were all just stuff that I, we pulled off my hard drive. Do you know what I mean? It, it would it would difficult because you know we'd gone from writing it as a band in a room, do you know what I mean, jamming it out, and because that lost its um, productivity, you know we could still do it, but we weren't getting the things out of it that we used to get yeah. because it was almost like a mine that had been over mined. Do you know what I mean? It, you know the, we'd sort of taken too much out of it. Like we could play all day, but I think as well it came a point where Rob's. You know, I don't think Rob's head was in it as much as it was in terms of sort of, I don't know, committing to getting ideas out of jamming. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not pointing the fingers at Rob here, but you know, there'd be times where we'd be jamming and Rob would just be sat at the corner side of the room with his old up on his phone. Do you know what I mean? But there would also be times where everyone else would be jamming and I'd just put my stuff down, get up and go sit in reception. 
Do you know what I mean? You know, we've all sort of had moments where we've been disconnected from the process. But anyway, the point I'm making is that, you know, the way we wrote songs, it it, it ceased to function. And mm-hmm. I think because we started writing songs in a different way, you know, not everyone was sort of connected to the ideas as, you know, other people maybe. I don't know. But as I say, there's a, you know, you you did do a great job of getting everyone vibed up and, you know, we did have a laugh and I'm sure you'll attest to the fact that while there was that vibe, it was more, well, I mean, you know, I don't know. It goes, it goes down to stuff like, you know, like every time I had a, I had a joint, I made a brew, but I had to take it out. You know, I, I probably have about, I probably made about 15 brews in a very short space of time. And the trouble was, it was almost like you felt obliged every time you made a tea. You had to make tea for everyone. It's like, I'm making fucking seven teas every 20 minutes, for God's sake. Do you know what I mean? And you just, so it got to a point where I just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ask anyone if he wanted, wanted to brew. Do you know what I mean? I'd be like, I can't be asked. So, you know, that's, 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 that's priceless, that is, because that's like exactly what happens when marriages start breaking down, isn't it? Yeah, like yeah, you, yeah. You stop making exactly each right. other a tea, don't you? Well, and then I'd come and see each other. I'd come and sit down in room. I'd come and sit down in room and then Stu would sort of get up and go, right, does anyone want a tea then? Do you know what I mean? And you'd be like, ah, oh, shit, I've, I've, I've pissed him off there. And then but you'd, but you'd sit there and you'd think, well, I might have pissed him off, but I'm still not making everyone a brew every fucking half an hour because I can't fucking ask. Do you know what I mean? That's the thing that he, he still says that about my studio. He still says that. That's the, that's the tagline for him. It's the uh, excellent coffee and tea making facilities yeah yeah when I, whenever i mentioned my studio it's like oh excellent coffee and tea making facilities there <laughs> well, we, you know we had a i loved it there you know, you know um we had a, we had a good laugh um and as much as we did have our you know i don't know i'm not saying it was like you know oh my god music coming in today you know dark cloud it wasn't like <laughs> that at all for me it was mm. you know you'd arrive and it'd be we'd have a right laugh and then it was just I guess what what you know we're not we're not sort of reminiscing you know with the rose tinted glasses on we're kind of trying to get to the the heart of what you yeah. know what was wrong with it aren't we? Yeah, so oh, I yeah, suppose yeah. that's kind of why I'm speaking about those things. I'm not I'm not saying for a minute that you know you guys were fucking hard work or anything. I'm just saying no. that you know I could see that you were sort of struggling between you. That's what I'm yeah. getting at. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was more our relationships with each other, like you say, that were difficult. You know, we'd all connect with you in our own way. Do you know what I mean? Like at the session, you'd be the sort of linchpin for the conversation, yeah. really. And you know, that's how I. That's also probably what I mean when we never really spoke about oh too serious unless you know management were there and that, but. I don't, you know, everyone just kind of drifted. We'd we'd spent we'd spent so long together, and I do, you know, I don't know if that's something you can sort of elaborate on from your end as well, Rick. At some point in this conversation, but we'd spent so much time together that do you know what I mean? It was just kind of like, I mean, God, we didn't really see or spend any time with each other for like ten years after we split up. Do you know what I mean? It was kind of, I think it's kind of the same with our band. You know, it's like when when we're not working, we don't we don't really hang out. Yeah. But but when we get back together, it's you know like group hug and everyone's yeah. everyone's buzzing. Everyone's got their own personality. Everyone's got their own you know what they like, what they don't like, and we all yeah. know kind of unless it shifts slightly, we all know everyone's kind of comfort zone and how to make everyone each other happy. You know, yeah, we know that we know that right. Dan is not going to get out of bed until five minutes before sound check, and he don't want to talk <laughs> to anybody until until after gig. You know, I suppose as well in a band you know, where Bestie wants to go for a walk. You know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Walk and see see the sights. You know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I would imagine sort of most, if not all, the decisions we made by you and Danny were they all? You know, especially sort of creative ones. That you know, does that not bring I don't know a simpler element to proceedings? Do you know what I mean? Instead uh, of having 
it's well, I guess we kind of bring we bring ideas. Well, then you work it up with everyone, everyone's yeah. input. I mean, I tend to bring things a bit more finished, you know, like refugees and stuff, because um, just because I don't know, because I can probably. Danny doesn't have the sort of technical know-how about to mm. track things up. He just likes to get in a room and you know, yeah, sort of not necessarily tell people what to do, but sort of say what sort of vibe he's going for. I just let people do what they do. I mean, when we when we start playing, I've said this before in interviews, it's like a it's like a muscle memory. It's just we sound like embrace. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's a very I distinct sound. Yeah. Rebel. I always rebel against that. I always try and do something else, um, which grinds out Danny's gear no end. Uh, and he calls it he calls it fucking about. <laughs> it's like it trying to come up with something original and interesting. He's he's fucking about in Danny's book. Well, it's just just fucking play what it's what it's supposed to be, which is boom, cha, boom, boom. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, um, there is some, there's something to be said for having someone like that, though, isn't there? Well, I mean, it, so. It's very much like whoever's got the most energy out of our Danny who will argue the longest. And yeah. I kind of, I generally let him get his own way because mm-hmm. I know how, how long an argument lasts when you're having an argument with Dan. But sometimes <laughs> I dig my heels in and then his lip starts quivering. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's this? Is this, is, is this like song? Is this song direction or your chorus should come in there or that second verse is too long? That sort of stuff. That sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That sort of stuff. But yeah. it, it, as well now is is kind of you know we've all got sort of things going on outside the band now you know so mm-hmm. it, rather than it being everything that we're thinking about from getting up to going to bed you know it's now yeah. it's kind of like it's something that we're dipping and out of and if if he can see that there's an hour argument coming for me having my guitar line with four notes in it instead of three then he's going to yeah. let it pass you know yeah. whereas before yeah. he wouldn't have done and he'd been telling me which guitar he wants me to play <laughs> on and then, well, and then we'd be a b in different takes and yeah. picking oh, two hey, notes but, from one yeah. take and two takes from another yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean, um, it's an interesting point that, and I suppose it, you know, like you say, Pete, our, the music sort of personal relationships are, are so different to what they were then. Do you know what I mean? And a lot of that, well, a lot of that is maturity and stuff. But I suppose, like you say, Rick, sort of, you know, it was everything to us, and you know, because it's been sort of, I don't, I don't know what the word is, dormant for ten years or whatever. You know, everyone's got their own lives and. And now, now it's back, and the relationships have healed. It's, it's, you know, it's sort of a pleasure to think about it, reminisce about it, talk about it, and yeah. and, and sort of dissect these sorts of things. Because you know, as well, like my main priority now in my life is, you know, the record that I'm going to make, and then the record I'm going to make after that, and after that, and after that. Do you know what I mean? That is kind of, and as I've said, you know, I don't. I don't care if it really mega successful, which, you know, I'm not expecting it to be by any long shot, but that is not the point. It doesn't matter that to me. Do you know what yeah. I mean? If I've got a thousand people who like my stuff, you know what I mean? Then that's, that's fine by me. But so it's nice to, I don't know, to feel that way about it because I think if I was still, I think if I, I think if I still had all my eggs in that basket, it's a, well, it's an impossible basket to hold is that sure, because, sure. do you know what I mean? There's no, there's no one person that has control of that. There's four people involved in that and all four people have got to want to do X, Y, Z. So it's so it's so much more healthier for me to have my music as my total focus and I've got my patron and that gives you know uh, people who believe in me access to the music I'm making, which yep. is perfect yep. for me and I'm absolutely loving it. I'm getting that same buzz. You know, as far as I'm concerned, there could be 10,000 people listening to it. That's how much I'm loving just getting that feedback and yeah. and that again just makes me feel even more what's the word really sort of 
nostalgic about the music, I suppose, because I've got something to focus on now. It's not like I'm looking at something so great that I lost and mourning it and getting bitter because it's gone because now I can look forward, you know, and I've got a clear path going forward and I've got enough people who are, who are interested in what I'm doing to be oh, yeah. able to go forward down that path. You know I mean? That's been, yeah. that's, that's made such a massive difference to me being able to um, address things like this anyway. Yeah, yeah, when you're coming back to it from a position of strength, aren't you? Know, you yeah. You've got your own thing going on. So, you know, the music, it's its all about fun now. And, you know, I think Phil said that, you know, in his interview, he said, if it was going to be, you know, pulling teeth, then I'm not interested. But if it's going right. to be fun and then we're going to be good, then I'm, I'm up for it, you know. Well, yeah, you guys are my mates. And when we get on, it's its brilliant, you know. I think it's the same thing that when you mentioned, uh, when you put your dat on, when you guys played, yeah. it sort of freed your brain to be able to be creative. Yeah. And it was like this subconscious thing, even though you'd never really needed it, it was just there. I think it's the same thing with now, like because you don't have this pressure, because you're, you're, you've got the freedom to be creative on your own, it just yeah. makes this whole thing that you do with the music so much more, uh, so much more special and easy. And you can definitely see the energy difference in just the practice videos that you shared. Like you can just see that the, you know, the, smiles the the cohesity there there it seems like things are uh uh, way different than they were in 2008. Oh, I mean, yes. without a doubt. We you know we went into that first practice like like Phil said it was very much a case of look if this is going to be awful then no one's up for it. Do you know what I mean? Because don't don't forget there was a point where you know we we weren't really speaking properly and there was a lot of animosity and well not animosity it's hard, it's hard to describe really but um tension you know people weren't on the same page there had to be a big period of people you know having conversations and that but if we'd have just gone in a room without having those conversations i'd think it would have been a car crash to be honest but because the the air had been cleared like you say um it just made it fun again yeah. It literally, it literally made it fun again. Where it was before, it was just a horrible thing to remember. And it's, I tell you what, is absolutely nuts to me now is well, not only the contrast in me and my life, not only that contrast, you know, versus a year ago or however long, you know, however long it is now, but is my feeling about the band and about the music we made. And uh, you know, I can't sort of stress how much when I say I shut it all off in my mind. You know, I, I really did. Do you know what I mean? I chopped it out and threw it away i couldn't remember any of it um sort of through you know deliberately um but yeah I, you know I, I know i say it a lot but reconnecting with the best bits of it have been really great and not um you know not risk losing those memories through you know more time time passing and the losing touch with people who've got photographs it's just been like a perfect storm as yeah. all this and you know not really just for me really sort of for all of us really um you know in terms of where we're all at in our lives and everyone needing a little bit of a jolt maybe do you know what i mean but it certainly jolted me into life anyway but i'm aware that i've just gone on another massive rant now so someone else <laughs> says. Has, has anybody like tabled the idea of you doing some more stuff writing some more tunes together well um you know that it's a good question that is Get it <laughs> Well, that's kind of like that's kind of like throwing a grenade. Do you know what I mean? But I mean, is that is that is it is it another one of those you know the music don't talk about shit to each other, so no one's yeah. gonna say it. Who's gonna yeah, fucking say it? Yeah, pretty much. But, yeah. Uh, so Rob won't Rob won't say because he don't want you to go fuck off, and you won't say because you don't want Rob to go fucking not interested. So it's like it's like egos where you dare ask because you, you're scared of you're scared of rejection. You don't want to be rejected by the other guys. So I love it. none of you'll say it. And everyone is outside going, are you going to fucking make another record? or what you dicks. Yeah, you know well, I mean? <laughs> oh yeah, mate, I know, I know. And look, everything I put out, you know, 
everyone's, you know, editing my solo bits, people are like, oh, yeah, Robert sound great singing that. And you're like, oh, for fuck's sake. Do you know what I mean? No, this is my idea, man. And I, I'm sure Rob gets the same. If he puts out, he's like, oh, get Phil playing drums on that. I'll get Adam playing guitar or Stu playing bass. You can't blame people. Do you know what I mean? Like Nolan Liam Gallagher's Twitters or socials for the last decade or whatever, just everything they put out must have been like, yeah, it's great, but when are you going to, you know, get back together with your brother or whatever? <laughs> right, right. It must have, yeah. it must have, you know, I'm sure they're completely resistant to it now, but, you know, on that scale, it must be absolutely infuriating. Because don't get me wrong, right? I mean, the question you put to me is not something we've discussed. Um, and it's difficult, you know, I... Um, it, I don't know how I feel about it, really. It's kind of like the gig, really. Um, there would be absolutely no point doing it unless everyone believed in it. Do you know what I mean? And um, yeah. everyone had an appetite for it. Um, I would it's, never... It's your I expectations, would... isn't it? As long as your expectations are all the same. Yeah. If your expectation is to get in there and write some music that you all think is fucking brilliant yeah. without any any regard for like whether Radio 1 plays it or not. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah, I that's, would. That's the healthiest place to be, I think. I, you know, I would. Um, I wouldn't. I'd never say never. I'd never say never on that front. But of course, you know, I am one quarter of a band of which there is four people in. So, uh, you know, there's no point me turning around and saying, "Are we going to make some more music?" Because everyone, you know, well, I know I spoke to Phil about it, and I was, you know, not speaking for Phil, but you know, Phil very much like I don't really know if I've got another album in me or the sort of inclination to want to to be involved in it but that was a while ago you know you don't know how things change for everyone but you know i know phil's obviously um doing really well with the path he's chosen in life and i imagine well i don't know it's a different day it's a different day and age in it um in terms of being at record xyz but still man like for the music to make a record everyone has to want to do it really um and i like <laughs> It's weird because at the moment I have got so much, I'm just so focused on what I'm doing that if, well, it'd be good really because if someone said, do you want to do it? You know, I'd be like, well, yeah, I guess so. Do you know what I mean? And I'd, I'd, I'd go into it with that. I wouldn't go into it. I wouldn't go into it with, yeah, let's do it. And, you know, take over the world again. I'd be like, well, no, I'm going to, you know, focus all my real creative drive and efforts into my stuff because I can, I can control it hundred percent. Um, I can control the vision. I can control everything to do with it. Um, which I think if you went into it with you, with the kind of, if you all held your own corner, so it's like, it's, 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 whereas it used to be unsaid, say it, say, I'm going to come on next practice i'm going to bring three guitar parts that i think are shit up and yeah. if you can all bring three parts on your instrument that you think are good and we'll jam with each of them and see what we get yeah and if we don't get out then you know we'll go for a pint whatever yeah yeah no uh, pressure that is, and then that's maybe a brilliant plan i love it get a, get an ep together you know so Rick, well, what if, i'm hearing if, Rick... if, if everyone's buzzing you know fucking let's all right let's do another ep let's do another ep a plus two you got 12 songs i know what you're saying um make it sound easy don't I? yeah <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say, Rick. Uh, we we got twenty five percent. Sounds like to me, we've got a we've got a vote. So we're gonna work offline. You and I, we'll get the other three, and uh, we'll see what happens. Oh yeah. god. Well, I mean, that's the other <laughs> thing, really, is what I suppose. And it's 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 an interesting point to raise because you know, to most people, and you know, even to people who listen to the podcast, but even especially people who haven't listened to the podcast, there'll be so many people, and I still get it. Why do you split up? Why are you guys still not together? You know what I mean? So. Yep. The thing that you have to appreciate really is from where we've come to, from where we've come from and where we are now, that has been what you would kind of refer to baby steps. So, 
you know, right, it's yeah. kind of like it's kind of like one thing at a time. Do you know it's what like I mean? Reeling in a big fish. Well, it, I mean, it's. I don't know. It's been a roller coaster for me. Is this, I, you know, having been a gardener for God knows how long and having nothing to do with any of this, never been on social media, sort of suddenly having, you know, a lot of people contacting me and asking me stuff. And that, obviously, as you know, is what drove me starting to make the YouTube videos and then um, obviously um, subsequently the podcasts. That all was driven by people going, well, you know, why are you a gardener or why are you still in music and that? And it's like, right, well, I've got, you know, I can't be bothered to type in the same message and there's not enough characters on Twitter anyway, so I make videos. But uh, so basically what I'm trying to say is, it, you know, you don't want to over-face people, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, I can only speak for myself. Do you know, I cannot speak for other lads. It's like um, they'll all have their own opinions. But I suppose ultimately it's a difficult thing to conceptualise really when you've got something that, you know, when you've got something that is made up of four people and one or two or whatever of those parts doesn't want the thing to move. Yeah. That, you know what I mean? That becomes a very... Yeah, you've all got to have appetite for it. Yeah. And if that, somebody that, hasn't, that, then it just... just exactly. Away. That's a very difficult fight. Well, it's not a fight that I'd ever be having. Do you know what I mean? I, that is my point. I ain't got time for that fight. Like, I've got my own music now that I absolutely believe in 100%. And... Yeah. Uh, you know, has redefined my life just by the fact that I've been able to make it and have the confidence to do it. And, you know, the people have I've been off it. That, that is what I'm buzzing off now. And, you know, I, I know there's probably people who know me and they've actually expressed it, sent me messages on Twitter saying, oh, you know, I'm a, I'm a bit worried about, you know, that if the gig don't happen this year, you'll be upset and stuff. And it's like, with all due respect, that gig is going to be a really fun day. Don't get me wrong. But all it does is represent to me, um, I don't know, the start of something else. For me, yeah. that's what it really kind of represents. And I'm not saying that I'm shutting the door on anything. I'm not. I'll do well at any point if everyone believes in it and everyone's up for it. I'm back. Uh, but while ever that isn't quite blatantly, obviously, the case, I will be 110% invested in, um, you know, my new records. Um, yeah, and the, yeah. that's, you know, that has to be where my focus goes because I don't know, like, I kind of feel that. I've worked myself into a position in my life where, how can I put this, where I can't be a victim to other people's decisions. I have, yeah. I built, I built, I, I engineer my life so I can't fall victim to anyone else's decisions. And as a result, I'm beholden to no one, literally. Do you know what I mean? And I have it deliberately that way because I cannot have other people's whims, desires, or decisions affecting me. I cannot mm. have it. So as a result of that, I focus a thousand percent on, you know, the things that I can unequivocally control, you know, with no sense of, uh, you know, shared ownership of the, of the, of the idea of the intellectual property. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. suppose it's a difficult, it's a difficult thing to, to sort of talk about really. And as I say, I can only ever speak for myself on it, but you know, while ever people play cards close to the chest, it's difficult to think about what kind of hand you want to hold, if you know what I mean. So, I don't know. It's kind of a long-winded answer to it. I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. As soon as me and Rob reconnected, I thought I want to write songs with him again. Do you know what I mean? It's no lie about it. And he knows that. Rob knows that. Do you know what I mean? I've had that. I've said, you know, really early on, I'd be like, I'd love to write tunes with you again, man. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah, that was you know that was you know that was very much like well yeah man whatever happens happens so 
it sounds well, to me it sounds to me like yeah all four of the band are respectively you know thriving you know they're they're doing good things and they're happy with their lives and that's fantastic so if in fact as rick said you guys turn and try to focus on something um that you know that would just be gravy you know it's it's nobody has to have that but boy oh boy it would be it would be a cool thing and, and i like the way rick said it. You, know, you guys can bring your own parts try it give it a go and if it doesn't go have a pint yeah yeah, yeah. No, i mean nothing ventured you know yeah, you guys did that with Embrace, right? I mean, I know you guys. Uh, you guys just had a concert this past weekend. So, uh, uh, what made you guys decide to to do that again? It's been a while for you guys. Uh, well, it's just it's like I say, it's kind of like halfway between boredom and financial reasons, really. Um, we we like to get together, you know. Um, yeah. I think that I think the next time we get together uh, to actually write in a room is. I think it's going to be off the off the scale. I think it's going to be great because it's kind of like we've got the equivalent of artistic blue balls, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I know. That's why I've done like thirty songs in bloody three months. So it's like you know to start playing a riff. Um, it's what I kind of do when I sort of bring ideas. Is because I've kind of got a little bit of a fear of rejection. I kind of sometimes I come up with them on the spot, mm. uh, but more more often than not, I'll have a riff and I'll kind of like just start playing it, you know. So. Do you have a See riff in your head, head now? And you seeing if anybody hears it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've got one that I'm going to take. Grab your guitar, time. I want to hear it. Um, don't you dare hear it. Actually, no, it's an exclusive, that, isn't it? I can't be giving you exclusive. <laughs> 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 so close. So close. Nice so try. We're looking for a guitar. <laughs> um, well, you know, I'm a very giving man. Oh, um, so honestly, some twat did that to me. I were on the podcast <laughs> of a week and some lad went, oh, get your guitar out then and play the people. I just felt like saying, what? Yeah, not a jukebox. <laughs> um, <laughs> dance, monkey, dance, so, right? So, so yeah, so I'll sort of play an idea, and Michael hear it, and he'll come in with something, and then you know, Mickey will join in, and Steve will be like looking to see what chords are, and, and it'll just grow, you know. And I, I, I like that kind of unassuming, like, what do you think of this? Ding, because yeah. mm-hmm. then you're like, is it? And you know, he's sort of kind of nervous, sort of fear and energy, and everyone's kind of like, if they mm-hmm. think you've brought it, then they've got to like, you know. Do I like it? He's gonna be. He's gonna be wanting to know what I think, and there's a yeah. there's a you know an angst about that as well. Whereas if you just start playing something and someone joins in, it's like almost like you've created it together at the same yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I kind of like doing that a lot, and I think you know when we get back together, like I say, it's gonna be literally like twelve hours of that, mm. which, yeah. I'm, which I'm I'm buzzing fox. Pretty much every time I pick up a guitar, a bit like you, Adam, like I come up with something. Yeah, yeah. Fucking good ideas, like you know, dripping out. Man, I just lo- I'd love to like get with a producer. Mm-hmm. Um, and just be the guitarist for an album. I fucking love that because I just fire shit out at them all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's how I... we did our, our our album this new day with, with youth. Um, he'd sort of bring like like I was saying to you before, he'd bring some yeah. songs in. Mickey would write down the chords and then start playing it, and he'd sort of give Mike a rough idea of the beat, and then I'd just come up with fucking riff after riff after riff. Mm. I mean, it got a bit towards the end of it. It got a bit annoying because he'd take on the riffs and put them on the piano. Which <laughs> really fucking like nature's law. If you piss me off, that did. Well, I think I think as well it's difficult for us um, because it's it's one thing like the joy we got when we got into the room. You know, first of all talking again, then agreeing to do the gig, and then getting in a room and playing. Like the joy we got from all that, it's like almost not spoiling it really. I guess because it, you know it's like oh man, we sound great playing these songs, but you know. And but then to be to turn around and go like, well, all right, let's pretend we're 18, 19 again and jam out a track and like get yeah. Rob to come up with some vocals and like to then 
to then do that and it, it's that fear, like you say it's that fear of rejection that fear of failure that sort of look well this is kind of good so don't break it don't break it do you know what I mean because yeah. and I think that's what we're all so concerned about is you know sort of within the group and now we know about everyone feels about it individually is we're so desperate that everyone um, sees it as a positive thing as fun do you know what I mean and um, and enjoys it more than anything yeah. like you know like Phil said we just won't be able to do it if it's difficult because it were always yeah. it you know it got to the point where it were always really difficult to try and to try and get ideas you know there's no there's no secret behind the fact that we only did three albums in god knows how many years because you know we were we were held back by um well a number of things really um you know i always i always had a very very harsh um what's the word quality control do you know what I mean? I was I was always very funny about what sort of went out and what went forward as an idea. But when something great came along organically, as as I've been well documented, you know, it was absolutely amazing. And the further we got down the road of it being difficult, like when something had come out organically, then God, you know, it was like um, hmm. it was massive relief. Do you know what I mean? Like, but oh, fuck, yeah. do you know what I mean? That's really good. You're not you're not quite dead. Do you know what I mean? It's like getting your hand just. Out of the it's that like imposter syndrome thing, isn't it? We call it yeah. imposter syndrome, isn't it? Where you don't you oh, don't yeah. believe that you're actually any good. You've written some great songs, and then you're thinking, well, yeah, I don't know, I don't know, how I did that. You know, exactly, I just well, sort of landed in my lap, and then you're like, yeah. you're looking up, going, is it going to happen again? Oh, no, well, mate, I want another I, one <laughs> because I've only been on this journey since like early September. I've had that, I've had that twice. I've had two massive lulls. Like the first one, I wrote 15 songs, and then I, I wrote this monster tune and then after that bang no for like six weeks and i got to the point and people close to me i was sitting down with them and being like you know i, I think it's over and that and they're like what are you on about and i'm like well i know i did them but i've got no idea how i did them and like what's in my head now just don't even represent oh like that and then it's, yeah. it's been amazing for me to to come out the other end of that and suddenly go oh hang on I can I can hear amazing stuff again, and then you pick up your guitar and you're away again, and then you sit there and you go right. I need to remember that this is a process and that this does happen. And like you say, Rick, you know, for example, during that first real lull, I was like, right, I'm gonna have to buy a van, you know, back gardening five days a week. Do you know what I mean? All that sort of stuff. This is all, you know, fairyland pipe dreams. This, you know, making records and stuff. I need to forget about it, and then. And then just something happens and you're, and you're just away. And I, I suppose it's a really strange link to make, but that's what I always think about people who commit suicide. You know what I mean? It's just like, no matter how shit stuff is, like it just takes the tiniest thing to turn the corner, change so much. It's perspective though, isn't it? It's seeing yeah. a bigger picture, which you can't do when you're in that mindset. In that, in that mindset, definitely. Yeah. But it's something that's always sort of made me feel even more desperate for people in that situation is that yeah. it, it takes, and in, in reality, it can take such a little thing to restart, your, yeah. you know, your life or whatever, or, or like yeah. you say, Rick, to almost reboot how you see yourself, you know, if you think about yourself as a computer that takes on information and data over the years and then it just gets all too full up in there, you need to clean up in there or what. And then yeah. like, if you could, if you can reboot and reboot your own ego and change how you see yourself. Um, and that is something that I've done uh, again, organically, you know, so I'd never, I'd never got to the point where I'd actually sing and then send a video to someone that's been other people sort of almost reinforcing that to me because of like what you say, Rick, that imposter syndrome and that being so mm. frightened of failure. And um, I don't know, but 
Well, it just I saw an interview with uh, Linda Perry, and she said people ask her what the secret is about being, you know, a successful writer for forty odd years or whatever. She's been yes. a writer for, and she's like, she says, I turn up every day and yeah. I do it every day. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's like my girlfriend will sit at the, the piano and write, and she'll write for hours and not come up with anything. She's like, I fucking totally wasted the day. I've totally wasted my time. And I'm like, you, you haven't. That's yeah. that's part of the process. You've got yeah. to. You've, you've put those hours in now. You've written all those songs you don't like so that now you can, you know, yeah. one, a better one's coming the, the more you do it, you know. It's a, it's interesting as well, you say about um, Nicole sort of writing for the day. Like, I've done that where I've written for the day and thought, this is all trash. But I've recorded everything. And then maybe two or three weeks later, because all the while I'll, I'll have been thinking, yeah, I know that stuff's crap, so I'm not going back through it. All of a sudden, for some reason, you go back through your videos and you play something and you're like, I do not <laughs> remember thinking... That you know, you listen to someone and you're like, that's amazing. Why did I just brush over that? And it just it play it goes back into what you were saying again about how you view things. And that's why I like Pete's out there. Because at that moment where I go, Yeah, is that where I want to go? And Pete's like, Well, I really want you to go there. And you're like, All right, well, you, you know what I mean? It's but there's there's that balance between completely you have to believe in what you're saying and you have to believe in what you're doing, and you have to be on, you know, you have to be like a laser beam. I like, you know, that's what Rob says. I like that sort of idea. You have to be like a laser beam for the idea. But at the same time, sort of just having someone else there to bounce something off, even just as little yeah. as does that sound just, good or is it just me? Do you know what I mean? That's no, right. It's like it puts you back on the right track and it's someone's perspective who's not inside your head. It's like you can hear what the next note is. Yep. So it's never yep. a surprise to you. Yeah. The only thing that surprises you is how it how it feels emotionally, and that's when you know you've got something good. Whereas the person that's listening to it doesn't know what's coming, so it's all right. you know. The other thing I liked that he did was so he we were we were talking a lot back then, and so he had he had a like he said he had a go of about fifteen songs, and he was like I would be talking to him every day, and he'd be like, "Man, I feel so like I've got this you know this overwhelming these ideas are they're coming at me," and and so he's he's creating all these things, and all of a sudden he felt like the well was dry. Uh, but he was he was smart, you know. We talked about it. I was like, now because we had already talked about doing the podcast, but we hadn't started it yet. Because he was like, man, I'm I'm just on a creative mode right now. I can't really think about that right now. So he focused on on the creative what he was feeling. And then when he felt like it was you know where he had like come to a point where it wasn't happening, he didn't. He just basically focused on something else for a little while. And we started doing the podcast. And then mm-hmm. he didn't he didn't let it get to him that he didn't have any more creativity at the moment. Uh, and then it wasn't long after that where like his brain refreshed, rebooted whatever and all of a sudden he was like okay round two here it comes again yeah man well definitely because when i initially came up with the idea of the podcast and i spoke to you you know that was my main focus that was everything i was putting all my eggs in that basket although i'd started the podcast uh well i'd conceptualized it thinking that's where i'm going obviously then i started coming up with these tunes and my entire focus just went bang onto these tunes and whereas a couple of weeks before the podcast was everything suddenly the podcast was like um a nuisance do you know what i mean as an idea it were like well like i'm so wrapped up in these songs and you know i'm going i'm eating and that and and i'm running straight back upstairs and getting on the guitar and you know some of these songs did take a you know days of thinking i've got no but then you know like one of them took a week and every day i were up there doing stuff and every day i came down i thought i got no and then on fifth day all the bits over them five days came into one song and it were like you know after every day you'd be like well that two seconds is good but you know and then you know like the, the five seconds from every day suddenly you were like oh shit that all fits together and it's the missing link do you know what i mean so like you say there is no wasted time creatively to just you know um, yeah so it feels like maybe you're like you know like making a crop circle and you don't really know what you've got until you like fly the helicopter above it and look like down it. on it you know 
I like it. Oh, like you're doing a massive painting and you can't see it until you get away from it. Well, yeah. You know? yeah. Right. I mean, if, and I suppose that's another thing, but if you think about these people who do like, you know, massive bits of art on the ground like that, you have, you think, well, how does you, all yeah. the time, unless you've got a drone up there and you're like, what's that? <laughs> like you must, yeah. like that must be able to think, well, I, I know exactly how it looks. Do you know what I mean? Even though yeah. there's no way you could have a perspective on how it looks in proportion. I don't know anyway, but it's, it's certainly an interesting concept. So everyone's own creative process, I find um, interesting, but it's interesting. The more and more t- people I talk to, you know, it's all kind of, it's sure everyone's got the little differences, but it's all kind of like, it feels like everyone rides a wave and it's like being able to recognize when the ray, ray wave is there and you're like, Oh shit, here we go. Woo. Do you know what I mean? And, but that leads into itself, that paranoia of, well, what if I'm on the wave when I'm loving the wave, but I want to sit down and have a sandwich for half hour. Like, will that, will that make the wave slow down? Do you know what I mean? Or they're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do, I, do I have to stay on this wave? That's, you know, that's an interesting concept in itself. Yeah. I think when you're writing, I think it, writing's a bit like, uh, it's like you sharpen your tool, your, your writing tool gets sharper. And when you spend yeah. time away from it, it kind of, it, it dulls. Um, so you come back to it. It's like, I, when, you know, between the embraces, fourth and or fifth and sixth album the one before the refugees album came out anyway that massive gap in between there i had this one riff that i thought was the shizniz and mm. i thought that's that's a massive hit that didn't even make the album because it's like <laughs> it wasn't as good as the stuff that we came out with after yeah, yeah. you know once the, once your tool gets sharper well um yeah you and become more a, critical and know what's good you know and what your own abilities are and how far you can push stuff yeah and it like it adds so much to your own internal currency doesn't it when you've got this idea that you think that is that is the shit that is gonna be it mm. and then suddenly you get into a position where you're like oh fucking hell i've got 10 things now that make that yeah. long. but you've got it you've got to get them out you've got to record them and you've got to play them to other people and see how you feel about it because if you just if it's all inside then it's all you're all suspending your disbelief yeah. and so you're thinking that'll be brilliant when it's finished, but because you never finish it, it gets in the way of the door of more right. ideas coming. Right. And do, you find, the Rick, whole do you find, Rick, that, well, I find in this anyway, that I'll have something and I'll be like, is that good? Is, is, that, is, is that good or is that shit? And then I'll send it to someone and be like, is that good or is it shit? And they're like, oh, I don't really know. And then you're like, oh, fuck you. Oh, go on then, fuck off. Is that your idea? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, no, you're supposed to say it's good, man. Do you know what I mean? It's like, well, hang on. You've just come at me and said, is this any good? I've, I've said, I don't know. And you're having a go at me. Wow. It's like, well, come on, man. There's a line between like, you know, like, I don't know, encouragement and like derailing. I, it's, I mean, every every creative person will be different. I know, but it took, that's taken me. There's a, there is a skill to record, to, to having an idea, getting so far along, and just going, "This is shit," and cutting the cutting the cord. I, you know I don't I mean? think it matters. I don't think it matters to me. It doesn't matter what people say about if I. That's if when I've you know you like song, it. Yeah. I think, yeah. Well, well yeah. Or, or not, you know, if if I if I play someone a song, I hear it. Then I know what I think about it, regardless of what they say. If they say, "Oh, I think it's great," and I don't like it, I'll be like, "Nah." Yeah. No, I know, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Do yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It sort of like galvanizes what you think. I think yeah. for me right. anyway. And if they don't like it, I'm like, well, you know, you probably don't like old songs that I like anyway. There's loads <laughs> yeah. of songs I like that you don't like. That's yeah, safe, there's, a, there's a skill to being able to get... I mean, you know, when we made that first record and Tim turned around and want feeling getaway, do you know what I mean? We took that personally, like, oh, God, like, you know, blood yeah, we've got songs personally. like that with Tony. Tony's, Tony hates, like, Out of Nothing, which is one of my favourite songs by us. Oh, yeah. right. You yeah. know, there's, there's a few songs like that. When he goes and come backstage afterwards, like, Ugh. 
Don't know why I keep finishing on that. <laughs> but, I don't care what you think. The audiences love it, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, but, yeah, I mean... I don't know. You have, I have people anyway that I trust. Do you know what I mean? That I send ideas to that. Mm. Uh, uh, but there's, there's still a bit of me that does take things personally. Well, it depends. I mean, because obviously sometimes you try and poker face people as well. Do you know what I mean? You'll poker face them and I'll be like, this is fucking monstrous, this. And you send it to someone and you're a bit like, you don't, you don't even say anything. You just send them the video and you're just like, what am I going to get back here? Do you know what I mean? I think it, at those moments where I get like, I don't know, maybe not as the enthusiastic reaction enthusiastic reaction i can be a bit like hmm. is that what you're doing okay i'm learning i'm learning because he sends me stuff so <laughs> yeah. now i'm just learning make sure what, that you're yeah. buzzing on everything that he sends it. no because yeah, if i don't like it brilliant. then i just be like well, <sighs> wait the line i mean <sighs> i'm not being funny right i'm not being funny but there's the, the certainly i mean you know no one likes yes men or sycophants or people that lie to you but there is a way of doing things so you know for example if i send someone and i'm genuinely like i don't know about this like what really is the point of saying yeah you're right mate it's shit you might as well say, uh, I like the vibe, man. Do you know what I mean? Keep trying it. Because ultimately, I'm going to eventually go, this is shit. Do you know what I mean? And sack it off. So like they are the sort of putting yourself out there and saying, look, man, I don't like this. Do you know, it's kind of, to me, it's kind of pointless. It depends what situation you're in. But when you're in a situation with someone who's trying to get traction, confidence with their own creative output, like it, it never feels like a right time to me to be like, no, I don't like that. Do you know what I mean? You you should always be like, for me, just just encouraging, like you know, because oh, yeah. you don't know where keep, it goes. Keep, yeah. keep mining it, you know. Guess keep the thing to say it. to someone in that situation is like, you know, I can see, I can see why you're having difficulty with it. What I think is the problem is might be this, you know, and this is the yeah. good bit, and that bit maybe, yeah, you know, it, it's great at this point, and that's what you're yeah. liking about it, and maybe you need to develop this bit a bit more or try it with this other idea that you've sent me or you know yeah yeah don't put, a, don't put a wall up you know always always have a there's a thing in improv like i said told you i were doing some acting there's a thing in improv where it's yes and so mm. if somebody if, if you're in improv and someone says like didn't your mum used to work you know down at that carpet place down in brighouse you don't go no <laughs> you know mm. what i mean because that yeah. just stops the flow exactly yeah. so you go yeah. oh yeah yeah she yeah yeah she did she got she went and did a degree you know she got really high up in there and uh but oh yeah, yeah. this actor this actor for shagging yeah. boss you know or whatever <laughs> right yeah, yeah come yeah. up with something you've always got to follow when someone so when someone's got to send you an idea then it's clear that they think something of it <laughs> Yeah, I suppose it's you like don't send people stuff that shit for laughter. No, exactly. Yeah, it's like I'm not, I'm not going to embarrass myself here on purpose. You know what yeah. I mean? I've obviously, I've obviously said it to you because, but again, it goes back to have You know, me and you um, will will have a level of yeah. I don't really need to see much more, much more to know how good that's going to be. Whereas, you know, a lot of people I deal with that, even musicians are out. So again, you you forget that people don't hear things with the same, you know, it's like going, it's like going in a house and when people go, I'm not buying this house, it's got pink walls. Do you know what I mean? You're like, paint the walls, you absolute idiot. Can you not afford a tin of paint? Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah totally. Yeah, yeah. Like Sarah Beanie with a magnolia. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, when is the uh, Adam and Rick album coming out? Well, I mean, yeah. Rick Rick is obviously, Rick is producing, co-producing co Rick, co-producing. Yeah. Rick, Rick co is co-producing my um, my record, yeah. So, um, but I'd also love to just, you know, jam with Rick and come up with like, yeah. like a, you know, our own it. thing, but you certainly yeah. are. Well, we should um, do that. We should do that when you when you come, when we do it, you know, we should have a, have a razz with some stuff. Definitely. Throw some ideas around, see what we get. Yeah, but I mean, that that a lot a lot of that is sort of centered around um, when things open up enough to be able to, uh, you know, you know, without being illegally going and recording in people's studios. But 
I certainly want to get that ball rolling soon. I want to go in and do like a three-track EP is what I'm planning. Um, and me and Rick have talked about it, definitely. Uh, I'm starting to build an idea of what songs I want to use because that's another thing, man. Like, it, and I, because our creative output has never been as much as mine, you know, I've never really experienced this problem. But, you know, I've got stuff that's amazing that I did in September. And then I think, all right, so I'm going to release an EP middle late this year for argument, for argument's sake. And then you're like, well, what songs am I putting on that? Because like every time I, you do a new one that's monstrous, you're like, well, yeah, that, that it's better than that. So, but it's, yeah, it, it's all a journey. Oh, yeah. And it, for me, it kind of all needs to be kind of documented. It would be such a waste to be like, well, rather than showing the 10 songs it took me to get to this one, I'm just going to show you this one. What we're kind of doing in Embrace is, uh, and we'll be doing it probably for the next album as well, is you kind of, the journeys kind of shows up on your patron and then, you know, the album's the album. Yeah. So then mm. people will see, you know, the songs that you've taken or that you've yeah. brought forward or that you think are the ones that you want to do, you know. But there will be ones rising to the top in your head, I'm sure. You know, you don't yeah. love them all equally. No, I don't love them all equally. Um, and I suppose that's another thing that I'll have to work out is the more I write, the more I'm developing what I would consider to be a direction. Do you know what I mean? Like a yeah. like a like a sound for a An record. Yeah. yeah, basically, yeah, a, a skin almost for for a record because I I don't really want something that sounds like someone who's going, look, I can make all you want. You know, you want every rock, I make you every rock. You want something that sounds like mm. blues, I can do that for you, or I can do some lo-fi massive attack shit. You know, I don't want to be. Um, you yeah, know, you've I'm, got a lead, haven't you? You've got a lead yeah. with what you've got. You've yeah, got I want it your to, audience. I want it to represent what the music I want to make um, organically. And, you know, the songs I've got now of which, like I say, I've got about 20 or 25, but every one of them, I think represents part of the journey. And there's not, there's only maybe two, two or three in total that now I've kind of got to this point. There's two or three that I've gone. Yeah. That's going off a cliff. Never to be seen again. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> the rest of the rest are like, no man, that's got a place, you know, like wild storms, man. That's literally the first thing I wrote. And, you know, I, I listened back to that the other night and I was just like, and I know a lot of people haven't heard this song, but um, some people have, but it's, you know, it's, it's a great song. Man. And if I, yeah. and so I was, I was having a conversation with someone about it the other night and I kind of, I would text him. I said, I just went, I just listened to Wild Storms again. And like, just, I've just heard it for the first time out, like kind of outside of myself. Do you know what I mean? Like kind of how yeah. I'd listen to it as like just an appreciator of music. And, you know, it blew me away without that sort of, mentality of is is this any good do you know what I mean? it's like starting to succumb to the fact that you do actually fucking have a you know you can't yeah, make so it's like record. when you hear something and you go oh that's good what's that and you're like oh oh it's me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that I, here, mate. I remember doing that like me and my missus were uh, we were both in a private well we were both going to see people at a private hospital at the same time she was seeing a counselor i was seeing a psychiatrist or whatever and um i forgot that she'd gone there and when we were when i was going in the lift opened and there was bird and I thought, oh, she's fit. And was, oh, it's my missus. <laughs> yeah, it's like finding a tenner in your wallet, that, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's the same thing with the song. You know, it comes on in your brain. It's like, what? You're just like, that's awesome, man. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's affirming, oh, isn't it? It's definitely affirming. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. I, you, know, I, I, you know, I speak to people. I call it basking me. You know, if I come up with an idea that just blows my mind, that, you know, I have to spend at least a couple of hours just sat somewhere, like, 
just thinking yes do you know what i mean because yeah. it's just like yeah. oh it's too it's like when i was really young and like christmas day or christmas eve i'd just be spewing up everywhere do you know what i mean because i was so excited all the time and it's like getting that excitement from writing a song and then sitting down with that excitement and just staring at the space and just being like i am fucking really squeezing every moment out of this because mm. you know it's something that i didn't think i'd uh, well it's you know, to sit down and write an entire, you know, me and Rob wrote a lot of them third album songs, you know, uh, co-writing, but sitting down and writing and finishing and singing, like, it's just a dream come true for me. Do you know what I mean? What, whatever level, do you know what I mean? Just to be able to sort of do it. And yeah. I don't know, it just gave, it gave me purpose at the moment. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's kind of like you, you you go into a session, a writing session, or you know, you're sitting down with your guitar and you've got nothing, and then at the end of it, you've fucking got something which could potentially save your life, career. Soul, you know, mental health, whatever. Yeah, you know, it's uh, feels like a massive gift, and I think that's why you know you worry about it being taken away because it's like I say, you don't know when it where it comes from. You don't know when it's going to stop. It's like it's like it's like when great lyrics hit you. Do you know what I mean? When you try to find words, and you know you can write words and you write lyrics, but then a great lyric hits you and. You're like, oh, that's good. And then your brain goes, you think that's good. Watch this. And then you, you come up with the next line that gives the previous line even much even more gravity and weight. And you're like, oh, yeah. shit, how's that happened? Yeah. I've spawned that. <laughs> but then you, it's like a snowball for me. And that's how I write lyrics, really. You get one line that feels like it's got some weight. You know, you can get all the lines in the world, but you, I just need one line that really feels like it's got weight in it where I can go, I can grab that emotion and I can try and ram it down someone's throat. Do you know what I mean? That's kind of how I feel about mm-hmm. a lot of the music I'm making at the moment is it's really, well, it's quite emotional. Do you know what I mean? I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm into that. <laughs> <laughs> well, indeed, yeah. Indeed. Yeah, that's good Indeed. stuff. Yeah, so this has been great having Rick on for a bit of an extended chat because I really felt like we didn't get enough time last week. Um, you know, a lot of that was Pete's fault, just shutting oh, yeah. us down. He, he had to be somewhere. But, you know, schedules are schedules. So it's been really good to to expand on our chats from last week and give you, a, I don't know, some sort of window, well, a bit more window and insight into just how dysfunctional we really were towards the end. <laughs> But um, yeah, Pete's loved it as usual, especially because he got to talk about No Danger a bit, go stands, do you know what I mean? So Pete's always happy whenever we're talking about No Danger. Um, but yeah, um, it's been great to have Rick on and, you know, it, I, I want him to come on again, even just to talk about Oh, do you know what I mean? Because I think he, he's a really good dynamic for me and Pete and stuff and it's someone else to gang up with Pete against for me. So, you know, that's always, that's always really nice. So thank you very much, Rick, for uh, giving up your time and coming on twice. A pleasure, guys been a blast it's been great man. so yeah thank you everyone <laughs> for listening thank you bye you know people used to say oh you always play with your head down it's not fucking looking I'm playing, you prick. Do you know what I mean? It's not like I'm strumming chords like James Blunt for fuck's sake. My fingers are moving, motherfucker. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they'd know about it if you were looking up. <laughs> yeah, because they'd be like, <laughs> sorry, mate, sorry, sorry. Yeah.